Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. If only we'd been around at the time of the Greeks, that would be one of the existential dilemmas. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? I'm sure. But we decided that a gadget has LEDs and a gizmo doesn't. Oh, I saw a story about LEDs this week. You did? Well, indeed. You're talking about the MSG sphere. Yeah, doesn't it just trip off the tongue? Not a giant sphere of monosodium. Isn't MSG what you have to worry about not having too much of in food? Exactly. Yes. Uh, You wouldn't want too much of this in your food because the MSG sphere is the size of the London eye, but spherical. Oh. In fact, I read a report that said it's the width of the sun London eye and as tall as Big Ben. And you think they could have just said the size of London Eye because London Eye being a circle, <laughs> yes, yes, with yes, the same as the height. Yes, anyway. yes, yes, yes. It will be, when it's built, the largest LED screen in the world, and it's coming. Hurrah! Or rather, not hurrah, if you live nearby. Because all you will see out of your window is giant rotating advertisements when there's nothing actually on inside the sphere. It is uh, going to be in between Stratford and Olympic Park, kind of a mm. waste ground out of Olympic Way. Yes. It's, um, it'll be a venue with uh, 21,500 seat capacity. And if you're wondering why they added the 500, it's to make it bigger than the Manchester Arena, which is 21,000, and slightly <laughs> bigger than the O2 Arena, which is only 20,000. Mm. Yes. It's, cost, it's going to cost 800 million pounds which is quite a lot for, uh, for a, a big sphere. And it's almost identical to one being built in Las Vegas, which will be completed next year. So, so the aim is that, as well as making money from the shows that actually go on inside, they can make money from the advertising outside. The, it is being built by um, the director of um, Madison Square Garden, a chap called James Dolan, who was... Oh, that's what MSG stands for. Oh, right, I see. He was a major contributor to uh, Donald Trump's campaign. So I don't think we can expect too much in the way of energy from him. (laughs) Okay. Um, Um, More when it opens. Anyway, from MSG... As big big LEDs go, though, that's pretty whopping. It's pretty whopping. From MSG to MWC, or to give it its full title, MWC 2022, which I'm sure you know stands for the Mobile World Congress. I won't even pretend I did. No, you didn't. Uh, And it's uh, it's in Barcelona this year. It's just finished. And, of course, it's mainly about mobile phones. Mm. But there are some curious uh, other products that get introduced at MWC, the most bizarre one being the Go Sleep. Uh, which is designed to in, in, induce drowsiness. Mm-hmm. And um, it measures the humidity and the temperature and the light and the noise in, in your bedroom, and the app recommends ideal sleep conditions. But how does it actually make you go to sleep, as the name kind of implies? Mm-hmm. Here's the marketing pitch. 
ever felt drowsy in a closed car or in a crowded classroom, it's because of the CO2. So what this thing does is it's a tower with an arm that hovers over your head and pumps carbon dioxide out at you. Wow. Yes. Which is, of course, poisonous. Well, yes. I mean, it, if you in, have too much CO2, qualities. it can yeah. kill you. It can, yes. it can bring on comas, all kinds of not very good things. Um, it, it also pumps out extra oxygen in the mornings to help you wake up, apparently. Anyway, it's launching in South <laughs> Korea with the rest of the world build for next year sometime. Forty dollars a month. Had sleep apps before. Well, yeah. a cheaper one would be one of those cartoon mallets. So it's yes. like <laughs> an alarm clock that instead of waking you up in the morning with a mallet, it sends you to sleep with a mallet. Yes. 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 Uh, this would have much the same effect, I think. Yes. Oh, how extraordinary. Yes, not necessarily recommended. Okay. So from uh, MSG and MWC to IREX. And you oh, probably don't know what IREX stands for, either. No, I don't. Uh, IREX 2022 was the International Robot Exhibition, which this year was held in Tokyo. Maybe it's always held in Tokyo. And there are various sort of robots mm. uh, in there. And again, the most bizarre one that, uh, that I spotted among the various IREX exhibits is the BHP Bex. Bex being a slight clue as to what it does. It's made by Kawasaki, and it's called ibex right ibex it's kind of deer yes yes it's little horns quite big horns as it turns out well the big horns on this one anyway yes so um it's a four-legged robot that they say can carry up to 100 kilograms so you could use it in your farm to carry Mm -hmm. things around um, and there's a video of it operational uh, while it's actually moving around. It's very, very slow. It mm. took uh, seven seconds to turn itself to 90 degrees, for example. So it, it walks about a bit, turns mm. around, kneels down, whereupon its knees to wheels, or wheels that are already on the knees, so it can yes. wheel itself yes, around. Yes, yes. And, um, and at which point someone uh, climbed on its back. And she looked terribly uncomfortable as this thing bounced around <laughs> for a while. And then she very gratefully got off. Right. What but, are the horns for? Just so it looks like an ibex. Oh, no other okay. reason. There were some handlebars she could hold on to. No, there were horns and there were LEDs that ran from the tips of the horns all the way down its face. More LEDs. So More LEDs. Edit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, bizarre. Yes. Coming to a farm near you soon, I don't think. We don't think. Mm. Oh, mm. you're gonna you're you're waiting for something. When are you gonna have this then? I hadn't heard one of those for a while, so I thought we ought to have one. Yes, one quite this right, week. Right. Ola, have you heard of Ola? Ola. Um, no, it's uh, not an acronym. Organization for oh no, it's okay. not an acronym. Ola, uh, they're both scooters, electric scooters, oh, and they are okay. about to build the largest scooter factory in the world. That's Ooh. our second in the world, biggest in the mm. world we had this week. They're building it in India, uh, where they reckon they'll be able to build 10 million scooters a year. Oh, good grief. Which is a lot of scooters. Now, there's a couple of very interesting things about these scooters, apart from the fact they're going to make so many of them. Mm. They're going to sell those starting at uh, 100,000 rupees, which is about £860, pounds, uh, which is Quite very pricey. cheap. 
No, 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 is no. It? For oh. for a proper motorbike scooter, not not a little. Oh, I see. Oh, right. Sorry. Oh, you meant to. Oh. No. Right. Okay. Yep. And it could be an absolute game changer because the, s- the second interesting thing is that they've been uh, invested millions in uh, Storedot. Now, Storedot, we have talked about a couple of times on this program, and Storedot, the Israeli battery company. Hmm. who use, and I'm quoting here, nanodot-enhanced silicon-dominant anode excess lithium-ion cells. Jogging at that. There you are. That's the one, I, that's the one I've forgotten I had. Yes. Oh, dear. Okay. okay. Nanobot-enhanced silicon-dominant anode excess lithium-ion cells. Yes, of well, course. Yes, yes. Well, how could you do it any other way? Because they reckon they'll be able to get 100 miles from a five-minute charge. Ooh. Oh, indeed. Well, ooh, yes. We said ooh. Um, uh, and they reckon by 2028, they'll be able to do 100 miles in a three-minute charge, and by 2032, 100 miles in a two-minute charge. Now, we have talked about Stordot a couple of times on this show mm-hmm. before. Back in 2015, we talked about that they just invented a, uh, a phone battery that could charge itself up in 30 seconds. You got very excited by that. I did which they um, said would be uh, ready within three years. It wasn't. In um, 2017, we talked about the fact they've made batteries that could charge a car in just five minutes mm. by having 7,000 of their little batteries arranged within the car. Yes. And they said that would be ready within three years, um, and it wasn't. So, so far, these stored on people have raised $190 million dollars Hmm. In funding to make batteries that don't quite yet exist. And do you think Ologram you're rather disappointed then? Um, if they don't get their batteries, I think they probably will because they are the biggest battery factor, biggest scooter factory in the world without any batteries to put in it. Hmm. Well, you... I mean, if it works, they, then these batteries will obviously be fantastic and will change the planet as we know it. Uh, but they haven't, as I say, yet managed to produce commercial versions of any of that. Okay. Well, uh, maybe it's time for us to take a brief pause then. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to Gadget and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan joining me. So, what now? Oh, I can see. I can see from your face you're going into a segue. I was going to go to a little segue. Oh, okay. <laughs> from the kind of scooters you sit on to the kind of scooters you stand up on. Oh, okay. Which is almost, almost a segue, in fact. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But, but indeed, these are not. So, of course, the segue was the name of the scooters you actually... Well, they weren't really scooters, were they? Those things that you rather loved that I never got to That's try. That's right. No, you yeah. never got to try them. They stopped making them now. Great yes. trade. So the um, the scooters that you rent are geofenced, which means if you try and uh, drive them through parks, for example, mm-hmm. then they, the batteries will stop. Yes. So you have to get off and push. Um, but what about uh, scooters that you rent and you ride on the pavements? 
because they don't know if you're on the pavement because the the, the GPS positioning is not that yes. accurate. So you've talked about people claiming they've solved this. Well, these are later people to claim they've solved it are called Beam, uh, with their pedestrian shield, as they call it, which is quite <laughs> right. simply, it's a camera that clips onto the handlebars or the, the vertical stem of the scooter um, with clever AI in it that identifies the difference between pavements and bike lanes and roads. And then your local authority can set the limit. So they might set, for example, 10 miles an hour on the road and five miles an hour on the footpath. The idea being that it should make it all rather safer, because we do read a lot about people getting knocked down we do. by Elwood scooters. And in fact, uh, you sent me a thing this week about uh, a BBC report about people overclocking their scooters, um, go going to a variety of mechanics, some of whom yes. said, no, won't touch it, mate. And some said, yeah, how fast do you want to go? And one of them managed to put scooters up to 50 miles an hour. Yes, yes. 50 miles, can you believe that? Yeah, I mean, dangerous for them and dangerous for everybody else, because yes. they're not really meant to go. Though uh, you wonder why they're able to do it before the limiters are put on. Um, yes. Well, maybe it's only the limiters that stops them doing it. Maybe all scooter motors have the capacity to do that. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. But yes, anyway, rather, so rather scary. Rather scary. Uh, I mean, I was driving down um, Holloway Road in, in London uh, recently, yeah. and uh, a scooter zoomed past me. I was doing 30 miles an hour. This is um, actually in a 20 mile an hour zone, so I probably shouldn't have been doing 30 in the middle. But a scooter went past me at at least 40, and I looked at the man standing on it, not wearing a helmet, and I mm. thought, I would not like to be on that scooter. Or in fact, anywhere near that scooter. Well, that that's the worry, isn't it? I mean, he's mm. obviously being an absolute twit, but he could yeah. actually harm other people. 40 miles an hour, you know, a person and a bit of metal hurtling into you is not going to be fun. No, absolutely. And talking of Holloway Road... <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. yes um, which is quite near where I live. Um, mm. Historic England. Mm. have released uh, their online maps. They have published 400,000 photographs of uh, aerial photographs mm. of uh, the UK as it used to be. Ooh. And so you can go and find your local area and see what it used to be like from the air. How interesting. Interesting, but surprisingly difficult to use. Oh. But there are two ways of using it. You can either look at a map um, and it shows you all of the images and as you zoom into the map it shows you gray squares outlining the area taken by the photograph and the red dot which you click on and it then tells you where the photograph was taken and when it was mm -hmm. taken and then you can do it but the trouble is there are so many gray squares especially in london that you can't see the map underneath so it's very well oh, worth looking at what you can do is type in your address and then it'll go and find you photographs from that address. And again, you can click on the map, but when it brings up the photograph, it's always hard to identify aerial photographs anyway. But since the roads are somewhat different to the roads that you're used to, it makes it actually very difficult to, to work out mm. your location because the, the landmarks with, with which you're familiar are no longer there. But are aerial photographs the most interesting? Would it be interesting to, to be able to, to find a map of your area and zoom in and then see what it looked like to somebody actually standing on the pavement or the road? Yes. 
in a previous era. Yes. Well, or even, of, um, even to be able to, to, to go back and change the era. Oh, there are lots of those, are they? Oh, I didn't that, even yes. know that. Well, there are places you can, I mean, local, next door, the, the website next door, very often people yes. on there publish photographs of your area from... Oh, not, not in mine, they don't. They're pictures of owls in Richmond Park and complaining to people about who was that making so much noise last night. Oh, really? Oh, mine yes. is almost entirely lost cats. Is it? Oh, there are some yes. of those, yes. yes. Some of those. And people uh, complaining about low traffic neighbourhoods. And frankly, I've got rather bored with both of those. Yes. Anyway, oh, so, but you know, if you, if you Google, you know, old photographs of, of, uh, of my area, then I'm sure okay. you'll find plenty of those. I look I forward to do... telling us about them next week. I will do that thing then. Okay. So, so oh, you're, yes, you're, you're expecting another sound. No, I, I wasn't there. I wasn't I was, actually. Well, you're going to have one now. You're going to have oh. one. The reason I wasn't is because I was going to say, and now it's time for our crowdfunding time oh, of the week. Well, there was that long pause, and I thought you were expecting me to do something. Well, we can have this then. Well, crowdfunding time it is. Introducing the cheer talk. The what? Spell, yes, cheer and then T O K. It's on Kickstarter, and it's a pocket touchpad. Uh, and you can use it as a laser pointer, or you can, it's got like an air mouse, so you can wave it around. Um, and it'll control, it's interesting, your phone, or your computer, or your laptop, or your television. And that, Ooh. I think, is the really clever part. Because finding things in the television is, is okay, through menus, but if you actually use the search function on Netflix, or Amazon mm. Prime, or even BBC... It's remarkably complicated because they give you this either a QWERTY layout or an A to yes. Z layout, and you have to go, you know, left, 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 click, yes. down, right, 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 click. And, and then you realise really... you've got one of the letters wrong and it can't exactly. find it. Yep. Well, I have a relatively new television, which is a, a Samsung, which has um, a rather clever pointer where you, as you move the remote around, the, the pointer moves around the screen with you. And this is the same kind of thing, I think, that can be used for any television. So you can just jump from letter Ooh. to letter without having to click, 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 click. It's a very good idea. It is on Kickstarter. They, uh, they want £27 for it, which I think is the price. Yeah. They reckon they can deliver it in May. Oh, it'll also do iPhone shortcuts, so you could use it to trigger a, a selfie from your phone, if you liked, for example. I still never quite got the hang of the shortcuts, I, I, as I never actually remember that they're there. I never no. have implemented any, so I don't have any. No, but you could have if you wanted. Do you use them a lot? No, never. Oh, OK. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Good, I don't I feel quite so bad then. I, I use my Apple Watch take, uh, to take selfies. Right. And um, and I've done some remarkable ones. So uh, on holiday in Tenerife a couple of years ago, mm. I put my my phone leaning up against a rock um, and then climbed to the top of a nearby mountain. I say mountain, mm. it wasn't maybe a hundred yards away. And you, and so you could watch. see the person going off with your phone. <laughs> there was no one else around. Right. I made absolutely sure of that. Okay. And took you know one of my favourite selfies, standing some distance away on top of a big lump of rock. Mm. Anyway, I'll throw that in there. So that is the cheer talk. I think it looks rather good. Odd name. It sounds like a sort of Yorkshire greeting. Cheer talk. It does, doesn't it? Yes. I don't think they're from Yorkshire. Not no. judging by their, their promo video. No, not, not 
presumably not that many sort of tech app companies in Yorkshire, but maybe there are. I don't maybe know. Maybe there are. Them. I don't think you can make those assumptions anymore. No, we probably no but, the, but they won't allow anybody outside Yorkshire to use them. No, exactly. So on to our second crowdfunding. Uh, well, you're not getting thing. another noise. Oh, really? No. Oh, okay. And kayaks. I like kayaking. The trouble mm. with kayaks is they're quite big. But how about a kayak you could fold up? We've talked about detachable kayaks that sort of mm. split in the middle and then hopefully mm. don't sink when you reassemble them. Yes, yes. Um, this is the Pontos, P-O-N-T-O-S, or Pontos, mm. which is a kayak built along the lines of one of those folding tents. So you have a bundle oh. of carbon fibre rods yeah. and some, assume, waterproof material and then an inflatable seat. And the idea is that you take your rods and you assemble them and you stretch the material around them, then you put the, the seat in. And it weighs just three kilograms, which is very little for a kayak. Yes. I don't know what it's like to paddle. Of course, the paddles themselves are quite big, aren't they? You can't, I don't know, you could break them in half. Maybe they unscrew in the middle. But I thought this was a very good idea. It's not cheap. It is $497, which is about 376 pounds. Mm -hmm. But um, if you're into kayaking and you want to be able to carry on with you, I think it's well worth looking at. But you can get um, uh, inflatable kayaks, can't you? You can get inflatable boats of all kinds, yes. Mm. Yes, you can. But uh, this one is even smaller than the inflatable kayak. So if it pops up like a tent, does that mean it's almost impossible to get it back together again no, it into doesn't, the packaging? It's, it's not one of the pop-up ones. You oh, 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 right, okay. Carbon fibre rods together. So I imagine right. that is quite a frustrating process. Okay. But there we go. It's interesting. Okay. Well, you're going to have one of these as a Thank treat. You. So, wither now. Wither. Well, we all know um, that if you hug a cushion, it relieves anxiety. Well, maybe I wasn't we sure I knew that. that. You've seen enough rom-coms to know that's the case. Well, yes, but I don't necessarily live my life by what I see in rom-coms. No, but it, it's become such a recognisable trope that we've come to believe it's true. OK. Um, because hugging anyone, I suppose, would relieve your anxiety and hugging mm. uh, something yeah, yeah. vaguely person-squishy would yes. do the same kind yes. of thing. Well, providing they want to be hugged. Yes. How much better if the cushion is breathing, though? Oh, what? Yes. Well... <laughs> The University of Bristol have been making uh, electronically augmented cushions. Uh, they've made one that uh, breathes, that purrs, and has a heartbeat. And they tried it on a bunch of volunteers, and they all said, no, the one that breathes is rather nice. The other two sound a bit creepy, don't they? The idea of a cushion with a heartbeat. You wouldn't yes, want to that's... throw it across the room, would you? So what they did was they took 129 volunteers and yes. they induced stress into them. Now, <laughs> well, this is interesting. I thought, how do you induce stress into 129 volunteers? And the answer is they gave them maths problems that they had to solve verbally in front of the other 128 volunteers. You would find that fun. I, I would find that actually quite stressful. Okay. And I think most people found it even more stressful than I did. I find I'm quite good at maths, but most people aren't. Mm. Uh, so they, they induced stress in all these people. 44 of them did nothing at all. 40 of them did some guided meditation. And 45 of them hugged a breathing cushion. 
And the ones who hugged the cushion said they were far less stressed afterwards than the one who just sat there feeling awful. But there you okay. go. It could be a thing. It could be. Though presumably yeah, if you've been brought in to do these things and you're given a choice of meditation or nothing or hugging the cushion, you can have a fairly good guess as to which one they're hoping you're going to pick. No, and you weren't given the choice. Oh, they just right. divided them into these three oh, oh, almost okay. equal groups. Right, OK. And if you'd given them a choice, then that, they would have all gone for hugging the cushion, presumably, wouldn't they? That's what I was thinking. Yes, yes. yes. Well, I shall try next time I'm feeling stressed. Well, I shall hug a cushion, breathing or not. Well, the trouble is, with the, with the breathable cushions, you do wonder, I mean, obviously, in their laboratory conditions, they, they can hook them up to a, a sort of vast breathing machine. But I don't see how you could really plug it into your vacuum cleaner at home and set it on blow. No, I have no idea. And is and it breathing all the time? If you come into the room, do you hear this sort of wheezing noise <laughs> from your sofa as one of the cushions is breathing? <laughs> yes, with a cushion I mean, moaning, hug me, hug me. Yes, yes. I think it would be quite disturbing, especially with the cushions in your bedroom and you're trying to get to sleep. Oh, it's think there's an intruder. But no, yes. it's, it's a cushion that's designed to reduce stress, yeah. but in fact, it's really giving you the heebie-jeebies. Especially if after you do go to sleep, it starts snoring. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, there's a big market here for cushions that do all manner of things. Uh, that's it, though, for this week's Gadget and Gizmos. Thanks to Steve Kaplan. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.